Hello everyone, this is Jocelle Gomez coming back to you with Social Capital Project number three. I'm here with the kinesiology professional. Zach, if you can start by introducing yourself. All right, my name is Zach McGill. I am a physical therapist and I work at Kaiser Permanente. Okay, so um, what's your educational background? So my educational background, much like you, I, I graduated from Kansas State University with a degree in kinesiology. Uh, my minor was biology, and the reason I got the minor is because that was my original major, and so I was in organismic biology, and I was taking a test, having to memorize all these species names, and I actually had the thought, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I hate this. And so um, I immediately went to the uh, dean's office and changed majors to kinesiology, and I fell in love with it, and, I, and I've gone with it since. I did get a master's in public health at the same school, Kansas State University, and since then I went out to, came to California and got into PT school, my first try, very fortunately, at APU, where I got my doctorate in physical therapy and graduated in 2012. And I guess there's a little bit after that where I went to residency in uh, 2013 at Casa Colina for orthopedics. And I did a fellowship in spine rehab at Kaiser in 2014. And here I am in the spine center at Kaiser. Okay. So do you have any, like, credentials or certifications that you got throughout your educational career? Absolutely. So I, I, I just alluded to it, I guess. So yeah. Um, so the MPH is kind of unique because it's not very common to have that. It's not a credential for the job that I have, but it does offer me a unique perspective at um, looking at a patient holistically, but also looking at the greater healthcare structure as well and how they fit into it. So it's been unique. But my credentials, so orthopedic residency qualified me to take the orthopedic clinical specialist exam, which I did and passed. So I am an OCS, orthopedic clinical specialist after I finished my fellowship it qualified me to apply to the fellowship of the American Academy of Manual and Sports Physical Therapists of which I also got into so I'm an FAA OMPT and an OCS nice. so other than working at Kaiser do you want to do anything else like do you have more goals for your career or is this pretty much it no, very timely question, by the way, because I'm in the process of buying a uh, a very fancy microphone and camera, and a good friend of mine, who's also a physical therapist, want to start creating um, patient education material, but also material for physical therapists that we want to do podcasts or just short YouTube videos to help educate patients about what's happening to their body, but also as a tool that physical therapists can use with their patients. So um, I've also uh, written a children's book about broken bones, and I'm writing another one about how to use their bodies. So there's a lot of different things that I'm, I have my, my hand in, and um, probably uh, maybe too many things. Uh, I, I, but, but yeah, so there's a lot of different things that I'm doing, and I do uh, I occasionally treat patients on the side, but that's not the, the majority of my time. Okay. So... What kind of advice do you have for someone that's putting themselves in this type of field that you're in? I think um, diverse backgrounds are helpful. I think that the main physical therapy route is I played college sports. I got hurt. got saw a physical therapist. I loved what they did, and I wanted to do it. And so um, it is very common to go about that, but I do think diverse backgrounds, um, even at the school that I went to, there was an individual who... Um, had a master's in public, public administration, we had a sociology major, and so I think that those do offer you unique perspectives, and so you're less pigeonholed into just thinking through like one way, and I, I think that that actually makes you a better clinician, and so I, I do think life experience and diverse ex- um, like uh, experiences in job and also education, I think lends itself to make you a better clinician, so I, I would say that, um, and I think that uh, it does reflect well on um, 
applicants if that's what you mean or just even as a, as a career I think mm -hmm. it, it, it's better you become a better clinician as well and um, what part of your career do you enjoy the most uh, that's a good question I actually I really do enjoy people <laughs> personal interaction with patients mm -hmm. and so I, there is a certain satisfaction to seeing people get better like so I do enjoy seeing somebody who comes in in excruciating pain and your time because I just finished with one like five minutes ago mm -hmm. but and then seeing them even by the end of the visit or by a week month year on the road whatever it might be living life like they want to mm -hmm. and so and there's a, a high degree of satisfaction with that but I also I'm kind of a like a talkative person so I just enjoy talking to people all day so that's fun <laughs> yes um, of yeah um, what has been like the hardest part of your career path? Um, believe it or not, I think the actual book work was the hardest part. And so because it does feel sort of like the hurdle you have to cross to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, there is a reason for all those classes, believe it or not. I know that you're in it right now. Yeah. And so, but the classes do offer you um, a lot of expertise that you will pull from mm -hmm. as you continue to if you choose or whoever chooses physical therapy as a career but um, I think that that education um, sometimes can seem very tedious but I would say that was probably the hardest part and I think for me I had uh, unique challenges with finances and working at the same time and I'm sure there's students that may hear this or you may be in the same boat um, where that, that may be the situation you're into but there is um, a couple things that you glean from that obviously is just the, the content knowledge that you're, you're gaining from that like a deep understanding of what's happening in the body how it's built how it works mm -hmm. but also just dedication mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um, the grit to push through difficult times and mm -hmm. I think those take somebody far right yeah so um, what like advice do you have for trying to get like to be successful in this kind of work line at the risk of sounding corny, I, I would say um, you have to want to do it. You have to love it. And so because otherwise, much with other things, you lose the, the motivation. Mm -hmm. And so and uh, like Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, like why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And so and I think that energy will carry through. And so because like even when you're, if you're taking organic chemistry and you're like, why am I suffering through this? Mm -hmm. The why is like, well, I want to eventually have a career that does this thing right. and pursue that with uh, passion. So I think having your why well understood is probably the best thing to push through the difficult times. That so, you, yeah. so you're talking about motivation. What kept you motivated? Right. Um, the fear of failure. No. <laughs> um, I, for me, it was actually. I, it's funny. Again, I've been I've been processing through these points in my life just recently, and when I went to undergrads, like it, like this confession time. Actually, I was I was on academic probation for a while, and so um, and during that time, it was like never a, a question whether I was gonna like finish school or not. I just had to find a way to do it, and so um, you know, getting three hours of sleep at night and doing all these things like to sacrifice for a career that I wanted to do and so because originally like and I think everybody when you're young there's this prestige of being a physician and for me like I was like oh, I to be a physician and but like as I'm learning these things and I, I just talked about the sacrifice of you know doing this different academic work but like this is the time when you figure out what you want to do and why you want to do it and I just remember like again despising like what I was learning but when you apply that to human behavior human movement then it was very I loved it it was it was, it was something that I was really passionate about and so um, so I think that uh, kind of actually pushed me through was just the uh, the career path that I had chosen and um, so Again, as I went through those, those things, got my master's in public health, was convinced I was actually just going to work at the county and just be done with the education. 
I was listening to the radio, and uh, and I had that physical therapy bug already in my my, my blood from my own you know uh, collegiate career in wrestling, mm-hmm. where I had plenty of injuries, and so, right. um, but the uh, the it, it was not it was a program they say oh the, the highest job satisfactions in the in the planet, and at this time I was actually taking the MCAT and mm-hmm. studying for the like that, and my my score was actually I forget what I got twenty eight. I forget what score I got. Mm-hmm. I got a, a, an acceptable score. It right. wasn't off the charts, but it was acceptable. And so, um, and then at the same time, they said that physical therapist had the second job, highest job satisfaction in um, in the the country. And so I had this moment where I just processed through, like, what do I really want out of my life? And so, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? And so, um, and for there, it was was it was that's when the, the I really nailed down like my motivation because. Um, I was married by this point, and I thought, well, what, what do I want? What kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of father do I want to be? And I was hearing at the same time all these stories about physicians that were actually um, falling into, like, I'll just be frank and say they were getting into affairs, and mm-hmm. or they were getting burnt out, didn't want to work anymore, and mm-hmm. so, um, and then I'm hearing how physical therapy was what everybody. Like, like everybody who did physical therapy loved it and so I decided that I didn't want to be on call I didn't want to have somebody coming and trying to get like yeah, get my attention when I'm trying to be at my kids baseball game and so I made a decision then that the, the sacrifice and quote like um, the prestige or even uh, financial things was worth wasn't worth the price I would pay in sacrificing for my family and as a physical therapist you're not going to be filthy rich but you're not broke either so I thought it was a good compromise and so that was a really long answer to your question <laughs> it was great though yeah good. um yeah. yeah and honestly motivation is a lot of it because sometimes right now i'm sitting here like do i really want to do this and then i'm like i gotta do it like i want to yeah so yeah that is a big part so what is something that most people don't know about this career like what do you think is something that isn't really shown when people are looking into it that is a good question um what do people not know about physical therapy i i mean i would say this is because i think that physical therapists sometimes get a rap as people who do massages and ultrasounds which are two things i typically um do not do (laughs) by the way and so but there's actually a deep medical knowledge in what we do it's Mm -hmm. not just like the physical side where i do something nice i need to massage your neck and we do these exercises Mm -hmm. there's actually a deep science understanding behind it right and um i would say that what i've learned even now beyond this end Mm -hmm. there is a, a a pretty deep dependence from the medical community on our expertise because we are the way we are the way and we that treat musculoskeletal pain the most effectively but also like have the best long-term effects and so so there's a there's a growing dependence and understanding that physical therapist is the field that actually is going to help musculoskeletal pain be a thing that is permanently treated versus you know medication that just masks the pain or even surgery that just kind of really just punts it downfield until the next segment or whatever it might be gets irritated mm-hmm. so um so yeah like it, I, I think that's probably one thing i would say that is not well understood about physical therapy in the in the world at large but it's um it's growing and even dependence within the medical community so i think that's what i would say okay yeah so do you when you were in school what kind of things did you do to try and like reach out or like to try and make sure that you were going the right path or how did you find your right path that you wanted to go to 
yeah so I, and I did allude to this I worked at a physical therapist clinic and, mm-hmm. when I was in school and I did like again I, I, I loved to watch him with his patients and helping him out and again mm-hmm. I, I was just an aide then so I would like hold the, the weight and then give it to the person and mm-hmm. or help him to set up machines but I loved watching him and his interaction with his patients so mm-hmm. I found that to be really um, intriguing I'll say and so and then for me again the, the switch of from biology to then kinesiology and just learning again you still learn about the cardiovascular system muscles bones how they grow how they develop it but it's all applied to human movement and what it like how that applies to a human being and one that's um, specifically usually applied to sports which mm-hmm. obviously everybody kind of likes sports anyways right. so that the positive inner like uh, I, I don't want to say affirmation but the positive experience I had in those classes and the joy I got from learning that versus learning every species of plant that mm-hmm. exists in the world right. like was for me that was sort of like a confirming like this is the direction I want my path my, my, my life to go and so but even with the biology classes mm-hmm. I took that were applied to human bodies weren't as interesting to me as learning how the you know the the interdependence of the connected parts of the different joints of the body um i just found that much more satisfying so um yeah those were the things i think that helped me to to feel like i'm, I'm doing the i'm making the right choices right. and of course that radio program was for me the, the cherry on top right yeah right. so do you have any last advice for a students in the kinesiology major listen to your professors <laughs> do exactly what they say yeah you know I, no, I think that um really apply yourself because you'll be surprised how much you're going to lean on the information you're getting now that you'll be using for the rest of your career and so a deep understanding of how the body works that is happening now has carried me far and, and i and i will tell you something that even in my spine fellowship that the question was asked like how do i get better at understanding like human movement interactions body mechanics throwing running and the question i said is understand your anatomy mm-hmm. like knowing your anatomy is probably the best uh tool that we have in our tool belt to, to know exactly where the muscle the origin and the insertion what it does what it does in closed chain open chain and the interaction again of, of what's happening in all the interconnected parts and joints has helped me to understand like why glute strength is important in throwing. Mm-hmm. So really tuck those knowledge away, um, even understanding muscle types, fibers, sarcomeres, like, you know, all the different things that you're gaining now actually are huge because patients want to know. They mm-hmm. want to know what you know. And I think we're past the age where people just take your word for it and like, mm-hmm. okay, we'll do it because I said so. And they're right. going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. So having a deep understanding of not only what to do, but why on the base, base like of the foundation, the pyramid, so to speak, on what, why you're doing this is really goes far with patients so, so they can have buy-in to what you're doing. Because it doesn't matter if I believe it, it matters mm-hmm. if my patients believe it. Right. And so an education goes a long way, not only for your own knowledge, but for them to understand mm-hmm. why you're doing what you're doing. Okay. Thank you so much, Zach, for having this interview with me. It was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>